put on headphones this one? It's just seeing which one was the right, right one. Yeah, you got it. Not, so, we put on the first episode today. The response has been pretty pretty good. People seem to be excited to talk to us or listen to us talk to each other, at least. Some people. We haven't had any really negative <laughs> comments or anything yet. No, I'm just, I'm just calling out the people that I know none of who have listened to the podcast. I would like to give a shout out to everybody I know for being mad supportive. I know. Thanks. Props, guys. So Love I, you. I appreciate it. Now... Uh, I'm, I'm concerned. I have some concerns. Uh, I was listening cause I listened to the first episode again this morning when we finally went live after all of that nonsense. And I realized that we committed a couple of podcast faux pas and I, I would like to address them and give our sincere apologies. So I understand that we didn't spend like 45 minutes between the beginning of the show and like when we actually got into the content, like we got right into it. And if I'm if I'm understanding my favorite podcast correctly, like I gotta plug the Patreon and the live shows and everything for like forty five the T shirts and everything. Now we don't have any of that, so I want you right. to just imagine that we're trying to sell you something. And if you listen long enough, God willing, we'll have some 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 nonsense to put at the beginning for you in the future. But as it stands, we can dream. Yeah, uh, we don't have any. We do have a Twitter at Desert Island Soch. SOC, there's a 15 character limit on your uh, Twitter I'm handle. I'm really pulling for Desert Island Pod currently that is being sat on by a different person who has tweeted nothing and is not using it for anything. So if you want to tweet at Desert Island Pod and tell them to give us their, <laughs> their Twitter, their Twitter handle. handle. And, and, you know, like now, <laughs> that would be great. So anyway, now we are going to... Um, we're bringing you the second episode of Desert Island Society. Desert Island Society. All right, so welcome to the second ever episode of Desert Island Society. Today we are going to be talking about breakup songs. Sad, happy. <laughs> well, I think, you know, so much of the, the sort of Desert Island conversations that you and I have are, are records or songs or albums and so we had originally, we were going to go with a different one, right? Right. We had originally talked about doing summer songs. And then as we were talking about it, we realized neither of us really listened to a lot of summer songs or could really define what that was. Right. So like we had like a vague idea of what a summer song was, but we were having a really hard time coming up with something that was sort of cohesive. And then I don't really like pop music most of the time, like current pop music at least. Yeah. So like... I would be operating on a, a, a very limited a limited capacity. So we went with breakup songs being super dramatic, sad people. We had right breakup songs just kind of works. I cry every day. Yeah. This is not an exaggeration. Not not, not always from sadness. I just cry a lot. So breakup song seems like a natural fit for two people who spend a lot of time in the dark crying, yeah, complaining about various to things. Sad songs. So we each had a really long list. I know I had a hard time paring it down to five. What about you? Yeah, I had a I didn't have a super long list because I haven't been through a ton of breakups. However, one of the things that I was realizing when I made my list was I kind of ended up picking I thought I was going to pick all like super sad breakup songs, and as I was going through, I feel like I picked a lot of variety like there's different types of breakups and I kind of realized that there's different types of breakup songs and I'm kind of excited Absolutely. to explore that. Well, and I, you know, I was trying to think about that as well when I was looking at mine. I had 15 was That's the a list lot. that I started with. <laughs> did you break up and get broken up with quite a bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, there was a lot. Of, I've been, unfortunately or fortunately, I, I don't know. I've been through a lot of breakups. I, I've been both the jerk and the, the wronged party. Mm -hmm. And so I have all, I think I had to cover a lot of perspectives because I have a list that is secret that maybe only two or three people know 
that has all the breakup songs that I like. Because each one, like, I am such a loser that I assign, <laughs> like, there is an official breakup song. Per person? Yeah, back to high school. Wow. So, like, an example would be, I broke up with a girl the junior year of my high school. And the, the official song of our breakup was Battery by Metallica. Okay. Now, that's not really a breakup song, so I couldn't, it didn't make my list. Because right. it's not a song about breaking up. So, I think... Now we ought to settle on terms. Like, we're talking breakup songs. Songs that are about breaking up. About breaking up. Not just songs related to your own personal breakup. These songs are specifically about breaking up with someone. Okay. So, again, with, with that in mind, I kept a lot of the sort of official breakup songs out. off of my list. Right. Um, and so something that, unfortunately, we won't be able to be playing the songs. We wanted to play clips. Um, but okay. due to some... Uh, Bullshit. <laughs> rights. Uh, we've kind of discovered that might not be the best way to go, but we did make a playlist on Spotify of all the songs we're talking about here. Um, we each have five songs, and then we have some honorable mentions. So I will put that Spotify link in the description of the podcast, and, and also we'll oh, tweet it out. Yeah, you as can well. hit hit up our Twitter, and we'll have it there too. I looked, and it said, you know, like my understanding of fair use and of uh, criticism and everything said that it would be fine, you know, because we're gonna play. We were gonna play like. 10 second clips and talk about them but everything that i read said don't do it don't do it because like major labels have the money to just sue us into into hell no matter what and even if we're right it doesn't matter because we don't have the money to fight them and i don't really want to waste any of my time dealing with music industry people so instead i'm gonna sing acapella versions of every song we mentioned oh jesus <laughs> um, just kidding just bring up so, the, the playlist and maybe listen along yeah, if you want to listen there's some ahead great or... songs and tweet at us let us know what is your what are your favorite breakup songs like i i'm interested because mm -hmm. music is such an integral part of how we as the two of us deal with the world and interact with the world like i'm really interested to see like what songs specifically for other people are their top five breakup songs and like Tell us a great breakup story. Not a sad one. I don't want to hear any sad breakups. Like, <laughs> I'm a I'm a depressed enough cat. I don't need it. But, like, I think if we were doing more indie stuff, it would be easier. Like, a lot. I'm fortunate to know a lot of bands that have written a lot of songs that I really love that we could probably contact and they would be all right. But, like, I know that I'm going to pick some pretty popular pop songs. Mm -hmm. I know that you, like... I think we had a good mix between the two of us of maybe, like, Half pretty mainstream songs and maybe half a little bit less. Yeah, I think we did a good job. Yeah. So do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can go first. All right, hit it. So my very first song is what I would call a middle school breakup song. Yes. It is Potential Breakup Song by Allie and AJ. Woof. <laughs> it is not woof. It is a great song. <laughs> Potential Breakup Song, if you've never heard it, is is. A Disney Channel song at its heart. No, it's a middle school breakup song. Wasn't one of those girls on a Disney Channel show? I think they both were. They're both. I think they're both Disney Channel people. And then later they did rebrand from Allie and AJ to like um, a band called like Violet Hot House or something. Okay. And then they went back to Allie and AJ. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, desire to be their own artist was trumped by the desire to have that brand recognition. Right. So, but it's a really cute song, and they're sisters, and it's one of those really upbeat breakup songs. Like I remember hearing this, and I am so sad as a human, and I was thinking. Man, I hope I can break up with someone so I can listen to this song and really sing along and understand what it feels like. Now, which is a weird thing to think. Were you dating at that time? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I was wanting to be so I could be like Ali and so AJ. So did you like break up with your posters of Brendan Urie or something and play that song? Like I would never break up with my posters of Brendan Urie. We're still betrothed. <laughs> So there you have it, man. Stay away from my wife. This is going to be a, a... I feel like this is going to be a recurring feature on this show is people that need to stay away from my wife. <laughs> oh. But I just think it's fun. It's upbeat. It's like a really cute song. It's easy to sing. And I think it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, you know, breaking up doesn't have to be like a sad, horrible thing. It can be kind of like, you know, like a middle school breakup. I think that's the best way to explain it. 
All right. Well, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that on the theme of middle middle school breakups, and I'm gonna I picked what would probably have been my middle school breakup song, though it was not out at that time, which is "I Hope You Suffer" by AFI. <laughs> that's not upbeat at all. No, but it's like that's how I felt. You know, like sure. that first breakup, you're like, I hate everything. I'm gonna read a direct quote. Your love was written so true, and now I can't speak your name. I faced destruction, and you just killed me and walked away. I gave my heart to the cruel. Now it won't beat again. Like, that's how, like, that is the level of modeling. Like, <laughs> like who hurt you, Davey? Who Some, hurt you? Someone. Like, like, somebody hurt him bad. I remember when we saw AFI, I think that was in Kansas, Kansas in, in Lawrence, and we heard the, like, the bass from that song. Yeah. Just, you felt it in your heart, and you, even if you were in a great mood, you were like, all of a sudden, you felt what Davey Havoc was feeling, and you were like, yeah, fuck that girl. <laughs> well, and he looked mad. Like, yeah, he did. <laughs> like, that, that was a, uh, you believed that shit. Like, he meant it. It's just such a great song, and I feel like there is a place where, I know there are people who, who will be like, you shouldn't bear ill will towards people, man. Like, you gotta let it go. But, like, that's not how I am at all. Like <laughs> You hold a grudge. Well, like, someday you let it go. And, like, there's definitely, like, a point where you have to be like, that was 10 years ago. Or even, like, I have moved on and bearing this person anymore animosity is not helpful. It's not healthy. And you do have to let it go eventually. But I think that it's really whack and, and really powerfully weak to tell people that they shouldn't feel angry. Mm-hmm. And that, like... I find, at least for me, that like when I find my anger, it's how I start recovering from from being hurt. Like I have to get mad, and that, hence "Battery" being that song. Like "Battery" was the first time I was listening to something that wasn't like super sad and depressing. Like it was like mad, it was angry, it was aggressive, and like that was a an active emotion for me. So I really needed to get to the place where I could be pissed off again. Yeah, see, anger isn't really an emotion. I feel like I gravitate towards just as a general human. Like, I don't feel angry very often. Usually, it's, like, happy, sad, upset, depressed. Right. But not anger. But there is one angry song that I oh, always... Oh, yeah, let's hear it. What is it? I always feel akin to, and that's my second song, which is You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> I would just like to apologize to Dave Coulier. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this song, it's not about him. I've heard it is. I've <laughs> no, I always know. heard that it is. Seriously, we were talking about this, and I wrote this on my notes, because if you like Alanis Morissette, and you should watch this episode of How I Met Your Mother, where they talk about Robin Sparkles, which is one of the characters' like Canadian alter egos, and they basically make a straight parallel with her and Alanis Morissette, and they actually have Dave Coulier on the episode saying, this song is not about me. <laughs> it is a intensely funny episode getty lee is also on that episode uh alex trebek there's a lot of famous canadians it's amazing it's actually legitimately funny which for that show and me is really pretty impressive it's a pretty stellar little bit because like the weird date rapist character that's like everybody's favorite character on the show like that makes me really uncomfortable like i watched an episode of the show with my my mom or somebody and was like this is not funny at all but anyway, I do think that song is super cathartic, like, especially because I don't think you find a lot of, like, angry women's yes. songs. And for her to just be like, look, I'm allowed to be pissed and I'm allowed to wish you ill will for treating me like garbage. I think that um, it's, like, super relatable and something that doesn't happen very often. And I specifically love when she's like... Does she know how you told me you'd hold me until you die, but you're still alive? Like, that's cold. <laughs> that's angry. And I love the implied threat. Yeah, like, that you're going to be dead. She won't be much longer. <laughs> so, heads up. Um, I think that's another one. Is like, again, you, you, you take action. You're taking ownership of your feeling. And like, like I don't need this fucking full house dickhead mm-hmm. <laughs> or his money. Like, I am my own person and... I hate you, and I hate your stupid new girlfriend too. Uh, one of my one of my all time favorite movies, and actually where the the desert island thing sort of comes from is High Fidelity. Right. The book is great, but the movie is so much better, and it's a little bit tighter. But he like finds out in the he's in the the record store, and he finds out that she's dating this guy uh, from her, her friend. She calls, and he's like, "What fucking Ian guy?" And he figures it out, and he's like tearing around his house, and I. 
Like, we have all been there. Like, right. Another sort of great movie reaction that comes to mind is Iago when they see Aladdin in the in the crystal ball. He's like, "That's him. That's the guy." Like, we've all seen somebody that we like loved or were into, and like the person that they like went off with, and you're like, "See, fucking that really?" Guy, yeah. And I think that's I think that makes breakups even worse sometimes because you're like, "Oh, I'm fine with us not being together, or or us being not together sucks, but it." but I'll get over it. But then as soon as you see them with someone else, suddenly it's not okay. Yeah. Like now you have that like flair of possessiveness to it. Nobody wants to get left behind. So you want to be the one who's like showing off now. Yeah. On a different kind of breakup, because I don't have one that sort of continues that theme of, of anger. I, I picked uh, no children by the mountain goats, which is like a great song about getting a divorce, but I don't think that it has to be about a divorce. I think that, Anybody who's been in a long-term relationship can really identify with the the line. And I um I have kind of a long clip here, but it's like one of my favorite lines uh, in music. And he says, uh, "I hope it stays dark forever. I hope the worst isn't over. I hope you blink before I do, and I hope I never get sober. And I hope when you think of me years down the line, you can't find one good thing to say. And I'd hope that if I found the strength to walk out, you'd stay the hell out of my way." And I know that you've been sort of fortunate, I guess, enough not to be in a relationship that fell apart like that. Yeah. But I've had, I am a, what what is called a serial monogamist. Like, <laughs> uh, and you will be for the rest of your life. Yes. Uh, well, see that later I'm going to, I'm going to touch on that because I didn't, I specifically didn't pick a song because I knew you were going to pick it. So I don't have to pack it for the Desert Island because sure. I can still use yours. <laughs> um but like, uh, right when we got together, I was sort of at the end of a really awful relationship that was like not healthy for anybody, but we had been together forever and it didn't happen fast. And it wasn't like we decided, we realized that we were bad for each other and we, we stopped. We realized we were bad for each other. And then like when you have like a, a, a sore tooth or like a canker sore or something, you just like push at it, like a part of you that hurts and you just push at it to make it hurt as bad as you can. We did that for like a year. We just hurt each other. To see which one of us would blink. Who's going to leave? Right. Well, I do think there are, there's definitely a lot of people who identify with that, who have this sort of like Cold War relationships yeah. where it's like, I, I don't want to be the one to end this because it started out so good, but I right. don't know what else to do. Like I've never, when you're in it for so long, it's like, this is the only thing I know. And going to the unknown is so much scarier right. than just living with the thing that you already know. Well, and, and what's really heartbreaking, I think, about it for me was that, like, we were definitely in love. Like, we loved each other, and, like, that was a an important thing. We were important to each other, but, like, we could not be together. Like, and so and I've, I've said before, I think, that grief and, like, misery and sorrow and things are, like, love left over. Like, like love that you have that you can't give to somebody for whatever reason. And so... I think a lot of people have this misconception that breaking up is always where like you don't love each other anymore. Mm-hmm. And you, but like sometimes it's really awful because you do, but you like are not healthy. It's not a good relationship. That song reminds me of that because it's like, I, I really identify with the thing where it's like, I hope when you, th- when you think of me years down the line, like you can't think of one good thing to say. Like, don't, I don't care anymore. Like I'm not, I understand that I'm the bad guy and I left. I was the one who, who finally left. And I understood that, like, I'm going to be the jerk now. Like, I'm the bad guy. And it, it ruined a lot of really important friendships to me for a long time. And, like, we never played in St. Louis ever again mm-hmm. because I lost all of those friends because I left. And so there was a definitely, a, like, a, a social cost to walking out of that relationship. But I'm much happier. I'm much healthier. Like, I, I think it was the right decision but it was horrible and there was no winning there like i could stay and be in this like codependent really bad place or i could leave and be you know alone and like you're saying like being alone is super scary right so when you listen to that song do you feel like happy because it kind of reminds you of the fact that you got out of it or does it make you sad because it reminds you of being in it or is there something else you know i think and i, I keep sort of cycling back to this and none of this is funny which is really upset like I, trying to like <laughs> we make, got super real like crack jokes about these songs <laughs> maybe next time we gotta pick something that's like got a got a, a a punchline to it but when i listen to it to circle back to something i've said a bunch of times it's like taking back control like the mm-hmm. song makes me think of like yeah like I, fuck you I'm leaving like I hope that this is as 
I hope this isn't as bad as it gets. I hope it gets worse and worse and worse and I hope it keeps raining forever. Like I'm leaving anyway because this is not good and I have to take action. I have to own, this is my life and I have to take control. So even though it reminds me of a bad feeling, it reminds me that like you can take control and you can be like, I'm done, I'm leaving. And part of breaking up is taking control of your own life again and, and, and establishing yourself again as your own person. Yeah, well, my next song is kind of like that. I think that sometimes breaking up is sad and sometimes it's angry, and but sometimes it's what needs to happen. So my next song is Silver Lining by Rilo Kiley. I remember this one. I do. And actually, it's, it's kind of a funny song because it is a breakup song, but it's actually a song that reminds me of us getting of together. Of getting together, yeah, right. Yeah, because you were going to teach me how to play it on guitar. And instead, we just went on a date. Do you know what this song is, though? What? Like, those chords, th- that became the What Do You Want For Dinner song. Oh, <laughs> like, really? Yes. Because you had to put them to use somehow. Because I had to learn them in order <laughs> to teach you how to play the song. And I didn't know how to play, like, big acoustic guitar chords because I only ever learned how to play, like, heavy metal stuff. So I learned those chords, and, the, and that's... So when I, want, when I want her to tell me what she wants for dinner, I play this song, and it's it's... The chords from that song. A version of that. But I, I think it's like, it's a really good song as some as a sort of positive breaking up song in a way because it's kind of that positive. That sometimes you need to break up with someone and it can be hard and it can suck, but in the end it's better. And I think that's what she kind of mentions in the song. She says, I was your silver lining, but now I'm gold. It comes from a place of being in a couple sometimes you feel diminished like you're just an accent to somebody else and you're the silver lining on a really bad situation and that when you leave it you can be gold you can be better right and everything is a little bit you can take your own kind of life back and i think that's a really like good positive message that sometimes it doesn't have to be a terrible thing right it's it's it can be a good thing well i'm like i make reference to this on the song i wrote for you uh, there's that song Night Dance my band I have a band called Christian House Party you can look us up it's uh, great but I, I I set out to write a love song because I'd never really done it before and so I wrote a song about you for you and the chorus is I've got the silver lining on my mind because of that song and about how that song to me always signified like you were the silver lining to my last collapsing terrible breakup like we got together and that was like all of the horrible shit that happened was like worth it for that. So like that's to me that song's always really special because I think it makes me think about when we got together, not breaking up. Yeah. Well, and also to kind of touch back on what you were saying, like she also says in the song, "I never felt so wicked as when I willed our love to die." And I think that's like when you're in something and you know it can't work, and you're like, "I feel so bad that I don't want this to to, like, to work, uh, yeah. get better, but I I can't. It's not going yeah. to. I can't think of a more positive." thing it's just gonna get worse so i have to just hope for it to end because that's the best option for everybody well right and and sort of continuing on that theme of like uh having to leave even though like it hurts uh i am picking tornado of souls by megadeth uh probably the the most rock song like the the, (laughs) the, the sweetest most kick-ass song on this list and unfortunately, on the on the Spotify playlist, we have the 2004 remaster, which anybody who listens to Megadeth knows sucks. Like the remaster, they did a terrible job. I wanted to play a clip because I have the the original recording. Go listen to it on YouTube. Fuck Dave Mustaine. Fuck him. Don't give him any money. He's a terrible, degenerate, racist asshole who, in the nine, late 80s and early 90s, made some really great records before he became a terrible, degenerate, racist asshole when he was just a terrible degenerate asshole <laughs> uh, before we knew he was racist well i don't i don't know that he i i feel like the racism and everything came with this like he converted to christianity and like he got really into like super hardcore right-wing stuff and i feel like the racism came with that but i don't know and i don't want to speak to that he's a bastard and i don't recommend giving him any money but go listen to the song because it is a cool song and you do it on youtube uh on somebody's pirated youtube video <laughs> So don't give him any money. He's a bad person. But he says in the song, This morning I made the call, the one that ends it all. Hanging up I wanted to cry, but damn it, the well's gone dry. Not for the money, not for the fame, not for the power. Just no more games. And like, to me, like that, I had that moment. 
you know, like it, it describes such a succinct moment in time, but I remember exactly where it was, where I was like sitting across from this human being who I had spent so much of my time with. And I remember breaking up and we both cried. Like we did, we sat there and we wept, but it was like no more. And I don't, and, and again, it's not about the, like, she took a lot of stuff. We had a lot of shared property that I never got to see again. I, you know, I lost a motorcycle in that, in that breakup. Um, <laughs> That's not funny. I don't know why I left. Yeah, apparently it's real funny. Um, <laughs> but like, and like I lost a bunch of friends and all this stuff. But it was like, it was, again, it was worth it to me to be like, I'm done. I don't want to have anything to do with this anymore. And like, you can't get it back. You can't get any of that time back. And I think that that's part of what's so upsetting about it is that like, those years are gone. And all the things you built don't matter. And I think it's really hard to say, I don't care. Like, even though all of this stuff happened and it all, and we had so, we shared so much, so many amazing experiences. Like, I don't care anymore. I'm done. Well, it's funny to me because as with the last song, like, I think that's what's so interesting about music is that like context matters. And so I don't, this song is about a breakup or about, you know, some sort of separation, but it actually like has a positive memory to me because you put it on like the mix CD that you gave me right when we got together. But it also, it has that positive memory, but it also has a terrible, terrible memory assessed, attached oh, no. to it, which is, that was the summer I had to photograph baseball every day. <laughs> I would drive to the baseball field, and I would set up my camera, and I would want to die because I was so bored. Why were you taking pictures of, like... You just like in like a, the summer of masochism, you were like, like self-flagellation, like my penance is I have to go take pictures of baseball. No, it was for the newspaper that I was working at at the time. Oh, right. And I had to photograph baseball almost every single day. And baseball may be fun to watch for some people. How did they decide you were the sports I photographer? I don't know. Uh, I hate baseball uh, to this day. I never really liked baseball that much. But there's nothing more boring than photographing baseball because most of the time in baseball, if you think about it, nothing is happening. <laughs> Everyone's just standing there. <laughs> like, while the pitcher's waiting to pitch, they're just standing there. Yeah. Every oh, no. inning, they're just standing. It is a painfully boring... <laughs> it is a debilitatingly boring game. So, that's what that... That's what that song reminds me of. Is baseball? Is baseball. <laughs> Which I'm sure no one has ever Man, said about that song that, before. No, I have never thought about that. Also, I just want to give an honorable mention to uh, a sub song, I'm going to say. like okay. Which is just the solo to that song. <laughs> it's which its deserves its own, uh, its own spot. That, that guitar solo was badass. Marty Friedman kicks that song. Just knocks the door down. If you listen to nothing else that we say, go listen to the solo from Tornado Souls. It's great. And then they broke up. Dave and Marty Friedman. Marty Friedman <laughs> did leave that band. And it's never been the same. It, it was never as good. So another song I got is actually, um, it's Somebody That I Used To Know by Gautier, which, you know, was a very popular song. It's a, um, it's a great song. Oh, it's song. a great song. And, um, but this song is for sandwich lovers, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> because what? you could be addicted to a certain kind of sandwich. I personally <laughs> am addicted to a grilled cheese sandwich. Do but you do you know that I can play this song on the fart piano? I do know, and I don't care. I don't want to hear it. This song personally is actually about like breaking up with friends, and oh, yeah. I think that's a breakup that people don't talk about as much, but can be, like, actually way worse than a romantic breakup. Um, I had a really good friend who I lived with throughout college, and this song always reminds me of when we kind of parted ways and we haven't ever talked since, especially because in the song, you know, they say, you didn't have to stoop so low, have your friends collect your records, and then change your number. I guess I don't need that, though. Now you're just somebody I used to know, because... She moved out in the middle of the night without telling me and took all of our utensils. So I had no spoons or forks or knives. And I was like, that's a low freaking blow. The best part about that to me was that right at that exact same time, 
you like let this transient heavy metal guy that you were, had met through work live at your house. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking and about. And I w- remember that I was like, you don't have any force. <laughs> but I think there's something about that, which is like, look, I know that things weren't great and that maybe we were going to drift apart. But like to add insult to injury, you do these petty things to you. And it's like, oh, I thought we were going to be friends forever. I thought we were going to be together forever. And it's like, oh, not only are we (laughs) drifting apart, but you're going to do some petty crap to make sure we never know each other And pretend like we never were. Yeah. You know, luckily the only person that I've had a really painful friendship breakup with, we reconciled later and like made that right. I guess it happened twice, (laughs) but we always find a way to to sort of make it work. And I think as we got older, we realized that like, you don't need to just say the most hurtful shit that you possibly can and do Mm. the most awful things so that the, the second time it happened, it was so much easier because it hadn't been so mean. Yeah. I know that there are people that I have stopped talking to where it's gotten super petty like that. I guess it's that happened with the, the breakup of my, my last band we had a bass player who like all of a sudden decided he didn't want to do it anymore uh and like i haven't spoken to him since like he just like walked out and like we were like best friends i didn't think about that i have to go back and listen to the record i mean i don't care in the end i won (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i also think it really touches on that like that concept of like still being friends is is still being friends possible? Like, how often does that really happen? I'm gonna go with like a a, a low never. Yeah. I don't know that. Do you know anybody who broke up who are still friends? I I know a couple of people who broke up who are still friends, but I don't feel comfortable talking about like I don't feel comfortable speculating on like the reality of that. Yeah. I think that you know like I know my close friend Zasha is really good at like staying friends with people and like making a break that's still like amicable Mm -hmm. um and it's one of the things i really admire about him because i am like a fuck this burn all the bridges like that's actually i'm gonna use that to segue into my next song okay uh because that's pretty much the theme which is cry me a river by justin timberlake where (laughs) oh yeah Like, the lyrics of that song are cool, but, like, the hate-fed video is really why it made my list. He did Britney dirty. Right? But she did him dirty. If you listen to her words, <laughs> she doesn't have to say what she did. Because he already knows. <laughs> See, this song was so conflicting for me because it's a banger, okay? We can all admit. This is a great, this is a great <laughs> song. However, if you don't know this about me, I am a true Britney stan. I went to my first Britney Spears concert when I was five at the Six Flags St. Louis. And (laughs) I was in like the fifth row. It was great. I went with my mom and my dad and I had a great time. And ever since then, my mom and I have been to almost every single Britney Spears tour that she has been for every album cycle. And we also went to the Vegas show. And I just love Britney. She feels like my older sister somehow. So do you think that maybe Justin should have left her alone? <laughs> <laughs> like, how how close to screaming in the drapes are you? <laughs> Just leave Brittany alone! About the inclusion of this. Like... <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. How, how really can you speculate on celebrities' lives? It seems like... Based on the Lifetime movie, we should just leave them all alone. Because <laughs> that movie was trash. That's true. Well, I think it's a great song. And again, the lyric that I chose from it is where he says, Oh, the damage is done, so I guess I'll be leaving. Like, that's like that's how I deal with Brit. Like, fuck this. Like, we said... All- uh, I have a, a little picture that somebody gave to me that just says, May the bridges you burn light you away. And like... That's how I feel like, oh, we're done? Fuck this then. I'm gone. I'm done. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. <laughs> like, I'm going to break into your house. Timberland's going to sit in the car. <laughs> like, also, sub, uh, another, like, sub song or, like, sub uh, honorable mention. I want to give a shout out to Timberland, who rolls with him and his new girlfriend to, like, again, commit a felony on yeah. video. And he's just like, I'm going to sit in the, so- in the car and sing the song because I'm, I'm about this. <laughs> he's and a I true think- pal. 
Right. I need, and I'm lucky to have friends like that who would definitely do uh, run missions like that with me. But that's such a great song. Yeah, that's a really good one, especially on like the sort of not sad spectrum too, yeah. where it's like, oh, oh, I see we're broken up oh, now. This is how it's gonna that's, go. All right, I could do petty. <laughs> I could do that. I'm ready. Let's do it. But that's a classic. That makes you feel good when you sing along with that song. Um, <laughs> I haven't done anybody super dirty like that since high school. <laughs> Maybe we you shouldn't tell that story, just in case. <laughs> Who knows? Who Wait, what's the statute of limitations? No, there was no, there was no crime committed. No, I know. But I would, I did like immediately, like the week after a breakup, go to a dance like with another girl and like, Ooh. Uh, who was pretty mean. Like I was, I, I'm complicit. Sure. Right? I was, and I'm not saying I'm sorry that it happened. <laughs> but like the girl that I was with really hated my ex girlfriend, and like she was very into the PDA. Uh-oh. And it was it was pretty cool actually like all three, like um, so I also want to give a shout out to Nelly for letting <laughs> for not suing us for using that over and over again please don't I mean I, love I you. am from St Louis Nelly give us a break yeah I St Louis <laughs> we should say that Nelly is the best thing from or in St Louis what about me you're not in St Louis but I'm from St Louis I mean but. Fine. But Can I ride num- with me, like <laughs> country grammar. Can I be number two? Yes. The second best. What about because, Chuck like, Berry? You, you didn't do Air Force One. I love that song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what about that song you did with Tim McGraw? That's a good song. I love that song. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's just put it that like I am the number two best thing from Nebraska in your head anyway. So don't even. Wait, what's the number one? Connor Slowburst. Oh uh, no, I like you more than Connor. <laughs> All right. I like you more than Nelly, I guess. Thanks. <laughs> this is true love, people. Okay, so th- was that... You still have one more. I have I one, still more. one more. Okay. Yes. So my final one is like, it's kind of a gimme. I called this one. I called it so hard, I didn't pick it for myself. But I think it's one of those ones that it's just so fun. It's yeah. just so perfect. It's just really encapsulates one of those on and off again relationships where you're just like you know what this is over and that is we are never getting back together by taylor swift a great song it's so good i mean and again i know some people who are sort of too cool for school with taylor swift but like get lost dude that song is great (laughs) i actually love both of the singles from that like the, the the two big singles from that album i think of all of you know taylor swift has that record of like being the breakup song queen of dating all these people and writing breakup songs, which, let me say, everyone does that. Well, right. It always bothers me when people take shots at Taylor Swift about that specific thing where I'm yeah. like, whatever, dude. Like, how many emo bands is, like, all they do? You can take shots at Taylor Swift for a lot of things. Continuing uh, to legitimize Kanye West, for example. Exactly. Or, you know, her all-white girl group. Yeah. But... That's the problem. One of the things... You can't ripping off, uh, stealing from right said Fred. <laughs> she credit. They've got songwriting credit. Yeah, but she still took it. <laughs> like, <laughs> she asked them for songwriting credit before the song even came out. Okay. But I just think stealing from people with mesh shirts is like specifically more hate. Like if I was doing Law and Order in the criminal justice systems, crime perpetrated against men in mesh shirts is considered especially heinous. It's really bad. Like, come on. The guy doesn't even have a complete shirt and you're going to rip him <laughs> off. Like, he needs a shirt. He needs the money to he buy needs better shirt shirts. money. Like, <laughs> but I think like that song, of all of them, this one's the best. Yeah. Fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. We don't care about you. Um... <laughs> I love when she's the the Desert Island Society podcast would like to fully align itself with its fuck Jake Gyllenhaal platform. I love the part in the song where she's like, uh, "You're gonna be listening to indie records that are much cooler than mine." I was like, "Whoa, Taylor!" That that was fun, and the video for that is way better than the video for the other one, like where she's like has the the Joker, where she dates the Joker. (laughs) But it's just, I think we need more happy breakup songs. You know, like that. I feel like this is the grown-up version of Potential Breakup Song yeah. that has a little bit more in it, a little bit, like, coming for full circle when you're not a middle schooler anymore. You're in your 20s, and you're like, yeah, Taylor Swift, we're not getting back together. So did you, is, have a, did you have a breakup like this? I don't think so. 
I, I didn't date a ton of people, so I feel like a lot of my breakups were, like, experienced through friends and stuff. I had a friend who was always on and again, off again with people, and I feel like we had this conversation where I'm like, oh, my God, this is exhausting. Right. Just break up with him. Oh, my God. Yes. I did have a relationship like this where, like, we break up, we get back together, we break up, we get it, And the whole, like, we break up, you hate me, I, you call me, I love you, like... That happened enough times to where I had to be like, look. We are never getting back together. Like, like ever. ever. I guess, keeping with the sort of country theme, uh, it's a tenuous link. Yeah. But She's it, trying to get rid of it. But keeping with that, uh, the, my last pick is, and I again, I specifically didn't pick that song. I love, I love that song. But I didn't pick it because I knew you were going to pick it. And since we are never not getting back together, I, you get to, I just get to use yours. I picked your favorite song of all time, Guitars of Cadillacs by Dwight Yoakam. Wait, have I said I hate this song? Oh my god. Do you remember what I... So, I have some excellent friends, Tanner and Michael, who are in a band called The Comancheros, who, like, you should definitely check out. Yeah, They're go check them out. Amazing. We'll put a link to their music and stuff, too, mm-hmm. in the description. They did a cover of this song, and I had heard it before, but they did a cover of this song right before we moved to L.A. And I was like, Yes. Like, this is the most amazingly goth country song ever written. <laughs> the album is amazing. And I, like, started listening to it all the time. And you were like, you need to turn this off. <laughs> I don't remember Oh, this. my God. You were like, again with this country music. You were so mad. It was so funny. <laughs> but, like, I, I think a lot of people are turned off by country music for a, a number of reasons. But I think if you look a little bit closer, if you can get past the sort of the, the coat of paint... The, the lyric that I chose is at the beginning of the second verse, I think, where he says, Ain't no glamour in this tinseled land of lost and wasted lives. Painful scars are all that's left of me. But thank you, girl, for teaching me brand new ways to be cruel. If I can find my mind now, I guess I'll just leave. And, like, that could be an AFI song. Like, yeah, for if you sure. compare that directly to I Hope You Suffer, they could be from the same song. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is about, like, he came out to L.A. and he, like, met this girl and she, like, she did him wrong. She done him wrong. <laughs> um, and he's like talking about like this tinseled land of lost and wasted lives. Like, like who hasn't felt that guitar way solo? Like <laughs> that is so rock and roll to me. I feel like, you know, where you, you have to pick up the pieces and walk away from a terrible relationship. And what he talks about in that song is like, so now it's guitars and Cadillacs and Hilly Billy music. The only thing that keeps me hanging on where it's like you devote yourself to that. You pour yourself into art. And like that's what we're talking about here is that like the songs that you identify with. And so I love that the song itself is about I guess I'll just throw myself into like rock and roll or in his case hillbilly music. And like I'm going to that's going to keep me sane. It's going to keep me straight up. And like this is where my sort of true north is. And as a as an artist that's always been how I am like when I'm super upset. I write really good music and I like, or at least I write a lot of music. You know, we did, when I have the, the sort of the breakup that I keep skirting around here, like the songs that we wrote right after that were awesome. Yeah. Like they were great. And cause I was so angry and so inspired to like talk about how I felt. I feel like that motivated me. And I feel like that's why there's so many breakup songs, you know, is because like, that feeling of heartbreak and that feeling that like that teenage feeling that never really goes away. Like this is the end of the world Mm -hmm. motivates you and motivates you artistically. So, yeah. Well, I do think that's something why the songs are so popular. I think it was easy for us to think of breakup songs because there are so many because it's something that everyone can identify with. Even if you maybe haven't been in a lot of relationships like me, but you've had friendships that broken down and you've seen other people's relationships and or you have been in a lot of relationships um it's something that is like a universal feeling Uh, that can touch everybody totally well and having you know i feel like you don't have to have your heart broken a whole a lot of times to understand why (laughs) like i mean i pretty much just need it once yeah i mean i'm a sucker for it i i I was an addict a heartbreak addict for a while luckily now that i don't have those uh anymore i have my like crushing anxiety and depression just to take it to like to fill that void that was left from like constantly being heartbroken i have some honorable mentions honorable mentions yeah yeah so a couple of my honorable mentions are Two Weeks by Grizzly Bear, which is a really sad sounding song. And as actually 
like one of my actual breakup songs from oh, my yeah? very few experiences. That's one of those ones that went on click repeat. <laughs> Another one of those. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is. Really? I'll have to listen to that one again. Another one of my actual breakup songs that I think is actually about a breakup and is a really sad song. Sad song. You should probably not listen to it as many times as I did, <laughs> which is uh, Anyone's Ghost by The National. Boy, those guys need to chill out. Music is a magical dude. Different. Calm down. <laughs> uh, and my last one is a more upbeat one that's kind of sad, but I feel like a lot of people can relate to it, is Dancing on My Own by Robin. It's more of like a dancey sad song, which is like, oh, I see you're with other people, so I guess I'm just going to dance by myself, which I really identify with because I feel like most of my heartbreak was like the longing for someone who was already taken. That was like sure. my big thing. So I really identify with That's fair. old Robin there. That's a good song, too. I think honorable mentions for me, and you didn't put this on the Spotify list, and I'm going to make you do it even Oh, I forgot. Sorry. You don't like it. I, first honorable mention goes to Happy Holidays, You Bastard by Blink-182. No! One of the, I'm not going to add it. Look I'm, it up yourself. I'll add it. It's a great song. And it's like, that's high school to me. That song ruins that album. The no, flow of the album without that, that song, song is so much better. That song is the, the core of that album. <laughs> oh it's my the god, beating no. beating heart of that album. <laughs> Plus, that's the same album as a song about fucking a dog in the ass, so I don't really want to... <laughs> don't you dare pontificate to me about how this song ruins the album. No, and I, I love it, because it's like, that's... Again, I, I think what the, the thread, the through thread that runs through all of my choices was like this, like... Fuck you. I'm done. Leave me alone. Like, and I love the like, I'll never talk to you again unless your dad will suck my cock. Like, that's so funny oh to God. me because it's like, that's the idea is that it's impossible, right? Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck you. I don't want to ever talk to you again. I don't want to see you. Don't ever speak my name. Just a reminder, this podcast was marked explicit for yeah. this very reason. And also, calm down. <laughs> like, I'm quoting the song. <laughs> it's a quote. I didn't say that. I just agree with it and endorse it. Uh, another honorable mention for me uh, is going to be I Used to Make Out with Medusa by Bring Me the Horizon, a band that I stopped listening to pretty much right after that album. Everything that they did after that was different and I think probably objectively better. Like I, they turned into kind of a like a more pop rock band and like I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I think they've done some stuff that people really dug on but like that song is hate fed as fuck. Yeah, I don't think like, I, holy shit. I don't think I've ever heard it, but I do love all of their merch. Well, he's a he's <laughs> a really talented uh, visual artist and like sort of designer. I think, and I, I, I'm going to get I'm probably a little bit of trouble saying this, but I have a sense, based on what I've read, that he's kind of a piece of shit. Oops. There was some, some physical abuse that he was accused of a couple of years ago. And I don't really remember, but if I find out it's not true, I'll cut this out. But I really like that song. And it's like anger barely masking sadness, which I think when I was a young man is really how I felt. Like I was puffing my chest out and being really angry because I didn't want to admit that I was sad. But the song, didn't it didn't really stick with me as like one of the great breakup songs, but I do really love it. And then my last honorable mention is One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer by John Lee Hooker, which I would have put on the list, but I felt sort of like a little too hipstery mentioning it because it is a great song, but it's not even my, it's not even one of my favorite John Lee Hooker songs. And I felt like I would be inserting it just to be like, look, I put a blues song on, aren't I cultured? Well, everyone knows blues is the best music ever. According to Guitar Center guys and your dads. like, <laughs> But it is a really great song and it makes me think of, I used to work for a really good friend of mine. And when we would do the ordering in the mornings, uh, he would put it on and he would put it on so loud. And he would put on the best of John Lee Hooker and it would be like debilitatingly loud. Like I couldn't see straight, but I have really great memories of like singing along with him. Yeah. So. All right, uh, I guess in conclusion, best breakup song, pick one. Oh, I forgot that we're doing the thing oh, where yeah, we just pick one. I think I have to pick... Do, 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 do. Okay, I think I have to pick Silver Lining. I have to go with Rilo Kylie. I like that it's melancholy but hopeful. I love Rilo Kylie as a band. I think Jenny Lewis is an amazing singer, songwriter. 
guitarist. And I think that is the the mood that I would most want to like move forward with in my life, which is like sometimes bad things happen, but there's 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 gold ahead. Right. Always. And I think it's a good a good attitude to get out of a breakup. That in. is that's a really positive attitude and it's something that like I feel like is really speaks to who you are as a person. Like you definitely want to keep a positive attitude and like move forward into like this dawning new day. Yeah. So in keeping with that as like the theme, like our personality, I'm going to pick, I hope you suffer because (laughs) I am a grudge holding motherfucker who only sees the worst things. Once again, remind me not to cross. (laughs) Um, no, because he's like, I face destruction, like the end of my life. And like, that's everything to me is the end of the world. Like I am such a like drama queen. You are queen. very dramatic. So. Not like some people. Well, you're pretty dramatic. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like holding grudges and like weeping and like, like I'm going to spend the rest of my life wearing like a mourning veil. <laughs> like, like that's such a. Very you. It's very me. So I, I definitely pick that's, that's going to be the one that I pick. I guess that's it. Although I didn't mention my final honorable mention, which is Don't Stay by Linkin Park. Oh, yeah. Linkin um, Park's great. That album, Meteor, is one of the greatest albums ever written. And I will physically fight anyone who says otherwise. Like, oh, God. Open invitation. It's a great album. And if you're too cool to admit that you love that album, like, bummer for you. But it's a great album. I didn't pick it to be on the list only because it, it was hard for me to pick one song from them. Yeah. R.I.P. Chester. That was rough. That happened right after we moved here, and I was really, or right before we moved here, and I was really upset about it. So that's the that's that's it for episode two of Desert Island Society. Yeah, we hope you like. I really would love any feedback you have, uh, any questions you'd like us to cover, and if you are in the LA area and would like to come be on the show and talk to us about some of your Desert Island picks, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, And if you're gonna be in the area and you're not from here and just get in touch with us. We have an email? Yeah. It is uh, desertislandsociety at gmail.com. So shoot us an email, tweet at us, Facebook message, anything you want. Let yeah. us know. Let us know on Twitter, too, if you think we're wrong about something. I love hearing when I'm wrong. I don't. I don't <laughs> want... I, you're, if you think I'm wrong, you're wrong already. I, I That was mostly When you play me, you play yourself. <laughs> like... So that's it. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Fuck Dave Mustaine. Don't give him any money. Oh, boy.